All righty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, today is, is going to be very different than what we usually do. Obviously, you'll hear our dream lineups, then news and injuries. We're going to switch it up on you today because a major uh, date has passed within the NFL, and that is the trade deadline. And uh, the most moves. My in goodness. Trade yeah, deadline history. That is, yeah, it's by yes. far the most moves I've seen pretty much ever honestly as far as mid-season. No, it's a straight fact yeah ever and and so there's a lot of fantasy impact when it comes oh, to redraft oh, when it comes oh, to can, can we start with my favorite news what no. it, oh wow let him finish the intro first ethan whoa, uh, whoa the intro let the wait. let the man be giddy let <laughs> the man news, be giddy yeah, i want to be giddy and we should all be giddy dan snyder Okay, yeah. You, actually, forced, you know what? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. That's right. So here's what. Okay. Okay. So he has hired. Um, I, I believe the report is Bank of America, like, like America, Trust yeah. Securities or something like that, and they have started that process. Here's why it's important. I, I guess for me to think about it. I mean, obviously, the uh, the Snyders have had a very, uh, let's just say checkered history when it comes to uh, NFL ownership, and especially within the last uh, few years. And honestly, mm, it, the faster they get new ownership, the the better, the better, and the more uh, the more attractability Washington becomes. So that's something to ver- to, to be very inter- like keen on looking into. On top of that, especially if the if the owner has a lot of cash flow, just because we've seen a lot of cash over cap moves. Thank you, uh, the Rams. So we'll, it's becoming a trend. So like that's why Broncos became such a, uh, an important uh, aspect to it. So I know I feel like you should just give us the team. I feel like we could run it. Oh, I feel like we can too. But I wish that's I had just money. I, I wish I had. I wish I had yeah, you that got money. Two, two billion. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a question right now before we get into the all the trades. You cannot pick your favorite team, but if you were to own an NFL team, what team would it be? The Minnesota Vikings. No, I said you cannot you can't pick, pick your, your own team. team, Ryan. Thanks for listening, sweetheart. <laughs> Dang it. All right, show's the cats. Minnesota Vikings. There wow. Are no other teams. Wow. So Ryan just can't, no, honestly, can't follow the honestly, rules. <laughs> I, I do I do have a team. Um they have a great fan base. Um, I like the location, and they're very well known. I mean, it's the Saints. I love. Ooh, interesting, yeah. interesting. Gross. I I fell in love with the team during the the Drew Brees era. Like he, I don't know. It was that whole like after uh, Katrina, and you know they they rallied the the. You know, New Orleans rallied around the Saints, and that was what brought that community back to life. So I don't know. I like it. It's I res- I respect that answer. That's a good answer, Ethan. What would be your team? I want you to say yours first. Oh, mine, Tennessee Titans. Really? I I mean Nashville, perfect spot. Um. Honestly, it's it, to me, it was that or Buffalo for me because I just I think Tennessee or Buffalo is some of the uh, like most ha- like ha- hardcore fan bases. Oh, yeah, Buffalo, and definitely. And it's like as long as you have like a uh, great think... fan base, you can make it work. 
Yeah, I think like Vikings or Chiefs would be fun. Oh, Chiefs is a good one. Chiefs is a really good pick, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'd be stuck between them. I'd have to flip a coin between yeah. Vikings and Chiefs. Yeah, no, yeah. Imagine you see. This is what I want to do: is one one year, if, whenever we have the money and time to do this, we each go to a team, uh, to a game of our favorite teams. Just all three of us. Just. I would, I would love to do that. Oh, like we all support yeah. each other. So, like we all fly out to like Maryland and catch oh, a Baltimore game. Yeah, true cool. for the. I would actually be, be really down, down for that. that. I'd be so down because I that. like. I mean, I don't have a problem with the Ravens or the Vikings. I think they're both. Good yeah, teams. and yeah, I, I've been wanting to go to like a training camp. Well, I would like. Oh, dude, that would be so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely get that experience would be just awesome. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Anyways, well, with that being said, but, welcome to the Last but, Place Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, thank you for uh, dealing with our uh, tangent, but I think that was a very worthy tangent, Ethan. It was. So it was very uh, I, I appreciate it. So that's what I'm here for. Guys, all right. So here's what we're going to do. I have come up with a few big questions regarding all the trades that went down. And let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There was eight trades that happened yesterday alone i'm not including robbie anderson not including cmc because we kind of talked about those at nauseum and, and not including the james i i include i included james, james robinson, robinson in there because that that's a very interesting one obviously we talked about the etn impact okay, but i yeah. want to talk about the jets impact for that one. Oh yeah the church has been established yeah the church is established and we just got we, we need to talk about who got cast out basically uh so josh no, not Josh. We're gonna, I will fight to stay in. Um, all right, but here are some of – so basically I'm going to start with a few questions, and we're just going to take it from there. The first one I want to talk about is what on earth do we feel about running backs? And I'm going to tell you the one specifically. Naeem Hines, James Cook. The Buffalo. Chase Edmonds and Zach Moss. What? How on earth? Like yesterday was kind of a big, like game of musical chairs. Yeah, with running backs because like there was a lot of teams that swapped. And I don't think anyone got better. I'm gonna be honest. So who do you think? No one got like a better opportunity because I significant. I I think at least I mean maybe Naheem Hines, but that's it. Yeah. Well, even then, I would even argue Chase Edmonds just because Chase Edmonds. They say Mm -hmm. Melvin Gordon is still the starter. Latavius Murray is still there, but they have played musical chairs since Javante was gone because the the week Javante got hurt was when they went all in on Javante and gave him like a full like workload and then that that happened. Oh man, we're going all in on Javante. Hold my beer. I know. So oh, I I think uh, when it comes to Chase Edmonds, I think he's going to get a lot of the third down work and I like I Chase Edmonds. I don't know why no one's their, giving him a their fair GM shot. or um one of the coaches there stated that, you know, he's going to be used in a in third down settings. Um, a lot okay, yeah. I'm a Chase Edmonds fan. Murray, yeah. but but I guarantee the only one that's going to have significant fantasy value, and I, I mean by that I mean like a flex, because they're all splitting the work. Um, I, I'd give flex consideration to Murray because he's a touchdown magnet. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of the goal line work. So yeah, I think that's, that's about the only that, fantasy relevant one right now. 
Um, I will say, I mean, there's a there's another trade that that makes things very interesting, and that's again Miami. Obviously, Miami trades away Chase Edmonds, but out of nowhere they go, hey, Jeff Wilson, come over here. Mm-hmm. So now you have Chase Edmonds, not Chase Edmonds, sorry, Jeff Wilson and Mostert there. Yeah, and I think that kills uh, Mostert. 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 Well, over I, but Jeff. I think he's still gonna benefit from having the lead back duties. I think that some of his passing downs will take a hit, but just like with Latavius. Oh, I I think it's I I don't think I think it's flipped when it comes to Mozart and Jeff. I think there is a legitimate chance Jeff Jeff takes this job, and the because it's because I I mean Mozart has looked good the last couple of weeks. He's been top five since he's like taken over lead back duties in Miami. He has been a top five running back since then yeah i uh, but i also don't think you make this jeff wilson trade if you are uh confident that he can do that for the rest of the season i think it was a throw-in by um san francisco so well so that trade i'll I'll bring that up that was a 2023 fifth so they offsets one of the uh one of the mid-round picks um that san francisco lost in the cmc trade but the, I mean, the fact is, though, like, make the, like Jeff Wilson knows the, um, the the Mike McDaniel system, obviously, because it's literally the Shanahan system. Like, almost nothing has changed. But I feel like you they would have kept with Gaskin or um, or Sullivan Ackman uh, if yeah. if Mozart was like, hey, this is the guy we're rolling with them. But the fact that Jeff Wilson's I, there makes me concerned that the highs we are seeing from Mozart may not happen anymore. See. I think it was just a throw-in because they – I think Miami wanted to get out from under Chase Edmonds and his contract because they paid him all, quite a bit. Yeah, it was two years, $12 million, I believe. Yeah, they paid him quite a bit to be there, and Suck. they saw that Mo, that Mostert was do, kind of dominating and yeah. being much more productive than him. I think they were like, hey, let's let's get out from under this guy. So – they may have just done that to clear, clear their roster. So I, I guess uh, I guess my other question also with this is who on earth is the backup running back for San Francisco? CMC clearly <clears throat> El- Elijah. Oh, Elijah Mitchell when he comes back. Yeah, that should no. That's the answer. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell would be the uh, man because I also thought about is like what if Elijah Mitchell's not good and the backup is technically Debo. Yeah, because we haven't seen anything from Jordan Mason. We haven't barely seen anything from uh, Tyrion Davis Price. I think he's still hurt. Actually, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, Tyrion Davis Price is still hurt. Yeah, and then Jermichael Hasty's in uh, Jacksonville, basically doing the James Robinson yeah. role. So it's just, I I find that to be very interesting. Um, how do you guys feel about James Cook? Because I might be throwing the panic button on that, and it's because no, just just leave him on your tab. Well, here, here's what, okay. but here's why though. Naeem Hines is his contract runs through 2024. And it's like, mm. so now I'm like, okay, that's another like two years. Um, yeah, that one's tough, but I mean, just taxi squad, I think that's the end of the taxi squad, anyways. Yeah, it's two years, and I, yeah. yeah, and I still think uh, Singletary is going to be all right, but um, I think he's gonna take a hit, yeah. 
not so not I don't as know, but much, Hines but... wasn't doing anything with the Colts either. I, yeah. I honestly was not a fan from what I've seen from Naeem Hines. I think he just ended up in the best spot. Yeah, and I think I think why the Bills made this trade is because they they're like we're gonna go deep, and we just need someone who can learn this thing but, really fast. But so just... what? Honestly, adding on to this because I'm sure you don't have it, but what does this say about JT and the Colts? Is he just getting all of the work, dude? I think that. Apparently. I mean, well, I mean, well, there's they have De- Deion Jackson. Yeah, Deion Jackson. So yeah, Deion Jackson is my one thing. He, yeah. Okay. But and he the, proved himself as a, a pretty good pass catcher. I don't think there's a fire sale, but I do think there might be some like writing Deion on the wall. Yeah. I because the thing is, is the issue with the Colts right now is something they can't fix, and that's the O line. And yeah, so, man. so now it's like, okay, uh, what's all right, we're just gonna have to survive this year, and yeah. I, I think who, they'll get better. I I think they will get better because I think Ellinger was way more poised than I thought he would be, personally, and so that's what surprised me. But I'll tell you what, though, it's it's been difficult dealing with the Falcons community because it's just a bunch of people in the chat, and like I told you, is Matt Ryan's fault? And it's like, well. No, but the thing is, you have to understand that I think Matt Ryan like held up Atlanta as much as he could, and I do think that yeah. it was just once you once you don't have to do that, and just everything can collapse. I mm-hmm. it, I think it just it just may have unfortunate hey, for lack we, of a better. We got term. a free third round pick out of it. So. Yeah, right, you, you get free. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt Ryan. Yeah, and hopefully Ritter, Ritter's the guy. Um, so actually. Oh. Hold on. Speaking of Atlanta, and I want to bring this up because that's the most surprising trade, but I want to categorize this as QB, uh, teams that have decided they're all in on their QB. So for me, I'll, I'll already say it. Bears trade uh, Chase Claypool, which is the Bears pick. It is not the Ravens pick from the uh, Roquan Smith trade. It is the Bears original pick. So you are so that is a top forty pick for Chase Claypool, and then Dolphins give up the first for Bradley, Bradley Chubb, which means there's no first round pick, which means they are out on the sweepstakes of any quarterback, which means yeah. all in on Tua, going on, and then Jacksonville, Calvin Ridley. So that's three. Te- yeah, but we don't know if Calvin Ridley's ever going to come back. He get he. Did you did you see what he said though? He said he was hoping to go to Vegas. Calvin Ridley did. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Man. It's just kind of like a, exactly that was literally it my was reaction right when I saw it. Like, well, well, you know, we, no, no, you want he's trolling. You want Ryan? You want to know what's not a joke? What guesses? Guess what game Calvin Ridley got uh, suspended on that he bet on. Roulette. I don't know what what about it. He bet on the Falcons Jaguars game last year. Oh, that's ironic. The, yeah, irony, the irony is, is insane. Definitely not lost. Uh, so, but I, I don't know. I still I don't, don't think he's going to come back. He's going to come back for like three weeks and be like, oh, my yeah. I want. I want to take, tired. but I do want to take this from a, a dynamic. Oh my goodness! I do want to take this. I do want to take this from a dynasty I perspective. Been on NFL games. God dang okay, it. Okay, let's let God Josh dang talk. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh so 
I do want. He's tried so hard. Look at him go, right? Oh my god, dude! I am a dude. Ethan, I I am a hamster (laughs) on a Stonehenge wheel. (laughs) That's how I feel right now. But uh, all right, we're just in a we're in a mood tonight, man. We're having a good time. We are in a mood. Uh, this uh today's gonna be a great day. Uh, but I do. The only reason I bring these three teams up and these three trades specifically is because that's three teams out on the five potential first round quarterbacks next year. And I think that's a big deal because now we're talking Detroit, New Orleans, Vikings, Vikings is another one. But Um, but who goes for him of those? Well, I guess there's more than well, one. So. Well, but I, the reason why I say this is a big deal is now we can knock off the Bears. We can knock off the uh, Dolphins and knock off the Jaguars because they're like, okay, we have the guy. Um, yeah, they're comfortable. Yeah, the Jags, yeah. Jags, Jags already knew. The Jags just need have. to keep building. Yeah, Jags need to keep building. And then, honestly, the, the luck they have had this year, it will flip next year. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But and then on top of that, I mean the Giants you have to talk about as a as a potential uh, QB market. Um, but I think I think that's why I I put those trades together and went okay, that's interesting. Sure. Now, um, actually, there's only one more trade we really have to talk about. Um. Well, okay. I said we could bring up. Uh, James uh, James Robinson getting traded for a conditional six, and that basically just says okay, we cannot depend on Michael Carter full time. Is basically what that told me. Did anyone get a different indicator from that trade? No, yeah, I mean Michael Carter just hasn't been it. Yes, yeah. I think what yeah. we've all seen. Yeah, besides, yeah. uh, besides, uh, and like <laughs> what you said on Sunday, you know, him in pass protection is just awful. Yeah. So. Uh, so another one I do want to bring up. Okay, this is the fun one because I think he right now has more keeper and dynasty uh value than redraft, and that is Kadarius Tony. So the big deal, really, he, that's the last one we're talking about. No, hey, what about no. Skoranek? Skoranek didn't get traded unless I missed that. Oh, well, I guess non trades. I, I, sorry, I thought we were just talking about more like dynasty and value. Oh, no. No, Ryan, trust me, I have saved that for the last one because I think it's very important. Um, but yeah, Kader- but Kadarius Tony traded for a 2023 uh, third and a 2023 six. So two picks, hmm. one pretty decently high. I I don't know what this says about the current Chiefs room. I think they just went, okay, this is one of the freakiest athletes we've seen, and we know freaky athletes, aka Tyree Kill. So we're gonna go for that. Oh. You know what yeah. trade we didn't talk about? It was a little bit earlier. I don't know if you've covered it yet, but I don't know that I love the Falcons trading Deion Jones for just the sixth. Oh, okay. So I didn't bring it up um, due, to fans, uh, due to fantasy relevance, but my initial take on that trade was that was that they played a different uh, – we're, we're playing a different system than the Seattle cover three. And that kind of killed Deion Jones's uh, value. And that's how the Browns were able to get so little for him. Mm-hmm. But, even, like it. but even then, the Browns DC has so much talent and they're still getting destroyed. Unless you're facing a Jamar Chaseless Bengals team. But but uh, going back... Yeah, they got mauled. They really, they, they really did. They <laughs> like Cle- Cleveland just ran over them. 
and also brought alignment yeah, and motion. Right. And that was beautiful. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about Kadarius Tony. How do you guys view him now? Um, like, is he so like his position there? How much um, are you willing to give up for him? Is basically what I'm going to ask here. I don't know. I just speaking on his situation there, you know, he's, he's got a couple rungs in the ladder to climb. Um, and I think, I think he can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly got him in the dog in the doghouse uh, over in New York. He probably just talk trash on the team. Well, Maybe, I mean, new, but, yeah, new regime, know, he, but also hamstrings. But um, yeah, well, I mean, the fact that he was magically healthy after you know being traded to uh, Kansas Kansas City, um, it, it was just. The, a little sus, but I I like the situation he's in now. I think that he can do a lot. What I would give up for him, there, there's just a lot of question marks for me. I think mm-hmm. he's a buy, but he's a low end buy. Yeah, I would so I would say that I too. Would maybe spend a if you if you have a five round or a, yeah five round rookie draft. Like we do, I'd spend maybe a third, maybe a, a second if that's on the low end, because I'm not super confident in what he can do. I will, I will say, there's quite a few good receivers coming into the draft, and if they're all gone by the end of the second, then by all means, I say that's good value for Kadarius Tony. But realistically, I think fourth at the moment. Just because there is so many unknowns. Will his hamstrings magically heal up? Uh, will he find out next time? Yeah. Will he get more than 189 yards uh, receiving uh, in one game? Will uh, how will they use them? Because that's actually the more interesting aspect because he's yeah. he's unlike any receiver that they have there. Like MVS yeah. speed guy. Uh, Sky Moore is like a really tough slot guy. Pretty shifty, but and then um, Juju is their outside, yeah, they're outside bigger receiver. And then you have Kadarius Tony, who is your almost gadget, really shifty slot guy, or he could play outside if need be. So he just brings a completely different skill set. So I'm yeah, yeah. really curious to how they're going to use him, though. Yeah, it'll be, guess it'll we'll be find out next week. Yeah, yeah. And we will. And uh, you know. I don't expect him to show up uh, and like show out this week. I expect him to, you know, take a little time to learn the playbook and whatnot. And honestly, for them to figure out how they can use him. So, you know, it, it may take I don't know. a Patty time. Mahomes will find a way. Yeah. Mahomes, I think Mahomes will find a way. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. And the last, there's only one more trade that we can talk about. And I find this very shocking. James Rob, no, I'm just kidding. We already talked about that one. Um, TJ Hawkinson traded from Detroit to. Oh, yeah, that, that was a weird one. Yeah, that's a weird one to Minnesota. Yeah. And uh, for, and I'll bring out the trade details here. So it's TJ Hawkinson and a 220-23 force, but one of them is a conditional fourth. And yeah. and that was traded for a 2023 second and a 2024 third. 
So I don't know what this says about Detroit and how they're view uh, how now how and how they view things, but I do think I just uh, think that we're using them. You know, I think it's more of like a personal inventory. Of like, yeah, we're not really like, yeah, we don't really need them. So let's see what value we can get for them. Yeah, and I think they got pretty decent value for it. I mean, obviously with this uh, move came the news of Irv Smith being basically out for the year because he's being placed on the IR. Um, yeah. But how does this affect the Vikings offense on, on a fantasy perspective? I mean, obviously it'll – I think the most impact it's going to make is uh, in the red zone on the goal line because – you know, over the last couple of weeks, a lot of goal line work, a lot of the passing work has gone to the tight ends. You know, um, uh, Johnny Munth, I think, caught a touchdown last week. Irv Smith, yeah. two weeks ago, caught two touchdowns. So, you know, there's some decent yeah, I think passing it's a going game to the tight ends. I think they're, I think they're wanting better, a though. good red zone target or Kirk Cousins. Other and Vikings that. have always valued that, like Kyle Rudolph yeah. uh, back in the day, and then uh, trying to think who they and had just, during Favre. I but... think they're picking. I think they're picking up Hawkinson because Irv Smith he has talent for miles, but he cannot stay healthy, mm-hmm. and they can't go another season waiting on him to get healthy for them to be good. So I think. I like they have all of the pieces in place right now to make a decent playoff run and they're on they're on their way for it if we can get our defense settled but you know the offense Wait. they were I think they they needed a good tight end to be able to make that run so random random thought bubble really quickly but what are the Ravens first in their division yeah Ravens are first in their division Okay, here's a random thought for you guys. All three of our teams are first in their divisions. Hey, hey. I want you to do on that. It's a good year. It's a it's a good year. Yeah, it's a good year to be a fan. Is over here at the podcast. All thanks to Young Way Koo. Ah, the legend. That's Young Way. Hey, listen, the man, the myth. Hey, all I have to say is he got me 14 points and I won by 1.2. I thank this man. Um, but I still love it, except for chance. Alex, who's literally we're about to chance. name the worst place award for it. Yeah, yeah. and he beat dude, Har- he lost to the hell, yeah, because Harrison Bryant goosed with Njoku out. Yeah, explain that. But, um, I, there's actually one more reason I uh, it's Harrison Bryant, yeah, it's Harrison Bryant. There's one more reason I want to uh bring up the Hawkinson trade. And the biggest thing is I think this helps Dalvin Cook a lot because mm-hmm. Hawkinson would, yeah, we stand will bow, bow, by far be the best blocking tight end for yeah. the Vikings. Why that yeah. took so long for me to say, I have no idea, but I do think, I, I don't know on a fantasy value, how impactful, uh, Hawkinson will be, but I know as far as running the ball and Dalvin Cook, that's going to be a big deal, especially because of they there's they've been using more eleven uh, personnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with yeah. it. Yeah. So, my friends, I I I give you this question, uh, not no bus sleeper lock here. Who do you think was the best trade out of this entire uh, oh. trade frenzy? Uh, fantasy relevant no. or in general? Uh, let, the Chase Claypool okay. trade. You think fantasy relevant too? Is the Chase Claypool trade? Yeah. 
Okay, so I think fantasy relevance. Same here. I think it I bumps think up. Claypool. Yeah, yeah, it bumps up. Claypool. It bumps up. Fields. Mooney. Yeah. Bumps up Fields. Yeah, and I think it Claypool. takes more pressure if they change their game plan. Because if they just stick to their game plan, this Chase Claypool trade meant nothing. Well, right. because all they've been doing is running the ball, literally. Like they. Which I'm all for. Just give it more to so Monty. If, if they or if Herbert they change up their game plan no. a little bit and start throwing a little more, I think it's going to open it up well, for for Monty. Well, I also and, I also yeah. agree with you in that perspective. But they say they keep the game plan. Say they still run the ball. Their play action game is going to get so much better mm-hmm. now yeah. that one. I didn't realize Mooney got bunnies like that. Like he can out, almost out jump anybody for a ball. So he has great jump ball ability. But then you have this tough physical presence in yeah. Claypool, which if if he can just get comfortable in this offense, I think can be very deadly and be way better than what Dante uh, Pettis could yeah. be. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Speaking yeah. of Pittsburgh, who do they fire? Mike Tomlin or their offensive coordinator? Canada. They're not going to fire Tomlin. Look, this is we, literally okay. the first the first bad season he's had since he's yeah, become ever actually, coach. Yeah, Ryan, let's talk about and that. Let, t- and it's not a coincidence that it's the it's the year that Roethlisberger leaves. It can't be a coincidence yeah. and on top so, like okay well it's a little bit deeper than that they've had a lot I of know. injuries too and a lot of, and I but i think a lot of people complain about uh, the middling years or not getting rid of rottlesburger fast fast enough but mm-hmm. i really do think like if you think about mid 2010s and the fact that there was Le'Veon bell antonio brown rottlesburger at and you figure out how on earth Juju, Claypool, and like how on earth like Tomlin kept a ship running? Like I do think Tomlin yeah. is an incredible coach. So the whole rumors of he him is. being fired, like I, I don't believe it for a second. I've had more issues it's, with yeah. Matt Canada's offense, um, personally. But we all we none of us knew is because they've been dealing with Noodle Arm Ben for three years. So that's so that's where like the issue is is like okay what's Canada what was Roethlisberger and then and then on top of that like personally for me the best offensive coordinator Tomlin has had was Todd Haley uh, when he was there and he was there with the a, with the A B Mike Wallace uh, Le'Veon years I do think part of the issue though and I think like for Najee's sake for Pickens sake for Pickett's sake for Deontay's sake and for anyone's sake fix the o-line and they will be okay yeah. like they will have, like one or two upgrades at the o-line makes them passable a whole revamp makes them relevant again and that is literally the only reason why this year has gone sideways in my opinion I think they could they could end up doing that this year yeah, I think they. Anyway, so I didn't want to get too sidetracked. I just want to know what no. y'all thought about it. You're good. You're. So we're here to talk about. Yeah, but no, I definitely think you. We we talked about one of those Steelers receivers was was going, and now it makes it worse that Claypool's the one who announced the George Pickens pick. Oh man, and and he just <laughs> like he read, sealed his own. Yeah, face. yeah, he read yeah. it, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm getting traded <laughs> as soon as this year. So, all right, that is all the trade frenzy as far as when it comes to fantasy relevance. I will say by far, this has been the best 
trade deadline ever in history. Yeah. But I do think it's it's, nuts. it's out of it's just literally out of the Rams went all in and it worked one time. But we've seen the Ravens and a couple other teams continually do this over years. And now it's like, oh, hey, let's just do it. Let's have fun with it. And so I do think this this is a great precedent. And I do think that like this frenzy at the trade deadline is going to happen for years to come. Uh, I don't think this yeah. is a, this is going I to be good, just going away. Better. I mean, yeah, just people are getting more aggressive to like make moves and build their team. Yeah, and, and, I, and I do like the fact that people are doing midseason rather than the offseason is just because you're not paying as much or you can, like, make things, like, happen or, like, literally seasons can change on a dime, like, based off yeah, one yeah. play. So, um, but, yeah, that is going to be the news segment for uh, week nine for this week for the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. You will be getting... Uh, our injury segment still uh, that's going to drop on Sunday uh, right before all the all of the uh, week nine uh, early games. Um, but we wanted to do a specific episode just to news because my goodness, there was a lot of it. Um, but uh, thank you again for everyone listening. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Our YouTube handle now since they're doing that is last place FP and that's the same handle on all social media platforms. Um, and also another big thing I also like to mention while this trade deadline is over for the NFL yours in fantasy is still going strong so if you have any trade offer 15, ideas moves. yep making moves <laughs> uh, if you have any uh, uh, waiver ideas any trade offer ideas or lineup questions yeah, feel right. free to hit us up you making moves I'm making moves good, Make that, uh, good anyways. all right anyways <laughs> Anyways, this has been news. Ethan hit him with the quote. Oh, uh, some you know what? Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're right. All yep. right, and then we will see y'all on Sunday. <laughs>